0: click on the big red button and attend a free webinar on the secret to starting your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. Today is an amazing day because I'm going to get to bring you our featured guest, Carolyn Muir. Carolyn, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ken. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm happy you're here. And as nobody listening knows, I've actually studied with Carolyn about 20 years ago. So this is an exciting day for me to actually be able to interview one of my teachers. But let me give you some background on Carolyn, because you may not know her at all. So Carolyn Muir is actually the author of Tantra Goddess, a memoir of sexual awakening. She's also the co-author of Tantra, the Art of Conscious Loving. Now, she founded the Divine Feminine Awakening in 2004. And she's led many workshops and seminars pertaining to the goddess awakening in all women. She's actually co-leading a week-long sacred feminine mystery workshop in Costa Rica in November of 2017. And if you want more information on that, you just go to www.divine-feminine.com and you can get all the details there. Carolyn, do me a favor. Let us know if there's anything we missed in that intro. And then give us a glimpse into how you got started doing the amazing work that you do.
1: All right, Ken. I will, and I don't know what you might have missed in the intro. So <laughs> I wasn't um, tracking all the details. I mean, I've had such a uh, such a big life uh, in the last thirty years since I uh, was in a yoga workshop with, and my yoga teacher started speaking about something called Tantra Yoga, and um, never had heard of it, and loved my yoga, and loved sitting on my yoga mat and learning things, and. Um, it turns out there was a yoga that was taught <clears throat> for men and women or in, in those days boys and girls way back in ancient india on the art of love and this was taught to young people before they were married before they were um, uh, in those arranged marriages back in those days and so they were prepared really taught and very much prepared to have this relationship and this marriage that they were about to enter into last for the course of their lifetime. And the practices that they were taught uh, were there to help them be more conscious and more present in their relating and in their sexual relating so that it wouldn't get boring over the course of a lifetime. And I thought that was the most fascinating and amazing thing that that long ago, uh, there was awareness on the lasting of the long lasting relationships of love and the problems that can come up. And in those days, there was no such thing as divorce. So they kind of had to work it out with the things that they had learned and been prepared for. And that's how I got involved, uh, and my, it just my, my whole being lit up, because I, I, I think at that time I was moving towards the end of my third marriage already, and I realized that I didn't have a clue about the long-lasting benefits and how to bring a more conscious me to not only the bedroom, but to the relationship as, a, as, a, as an entity. And um, from that moment on, I never stopped studying and learning and practicing the art of love.
0: Wow. Does that's, that uh, kind
1: of capitalize it for you?
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and you're right. I mean, it's fascinating that thousands of years ago, there was this practice in place to literally train boys and girls how to have mm-hmm. a successful and healthy and and. and fulfilling relationship. So it did last throughout their life.
1: Yeah, we didn't get an education like that.
0: No, Uh, not
1: at all. Our education, certainly mine was, um, when it's you're not having fun anymore, then it's time to look somewhere else. And that was kind of and then there was the whole sexual revolution in the 60s, which also impacted me because I was in my 20s of, um, hey, the more people you are sexual with, the more, you know, modern you are. And um, I found that to be challenging, but I tried it. <laughs> I mm-hmm. think a lot of us did, um, and that didn't necessarily lead to um, a happy home life, either. Yeah.
0: yeah so yeah.
1: I have I have literally been in relationship and partnership for fifty five years. Wow. I started at the age of eighteen, and though it was I five primary partners over fifty five years. I would say that has given me some experience, wouldn't you? (laughs)
0: Yes, I think you're qualified to speak on this subject. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like you said, you've been researching and studying ever since in all areas of your life, which is fantastic.
1: Exactly. I want to get this one down. (laughs) I want to really get what it takes and what it is, because I didn't know. I was not prepared for what marriage really meant or what, commitment was uh what partnership could be um so i'm very happy to have gotten to a point in my life where i
0: have really learned a lot
1: and i'm I'm happy with where i am in my partnership
0: wonderful well based on what you just shared i i would love to know what do you use as kind of like a guiding principle or a, a touchstone that you come back to when you feel like maybe the partnership is is getting off the page. What do you use to kind of keep you on track or get you back on track?
1: Um, I gave this some thought, Ken. Um, and I would say that the, the earliest mantra that that rings a bell for me now as I look back over my life uh, was, follow your heart. And um, I have always followed my heart. and And then I got wiser. <laughs> Because in the, in the Tantra study and in the, in the work of Tantra, I which is a yoga, I, I, I'm aware that we have these seven primary chakras and energy centers, mm-hmm. and the heart is one of them. It's not the only one. Yes. And that's what broadened my uh, mantra then, to follow, follow all the chakras, not just the heart. So uh, that that really gave me a lot more wisdom as I progressed in my partnership years. Um, but follow your heart was the original impetus for love. And as a female, that was my first impetus to, to choose or select someone was, did I feel like I was in love with them? Nice. Yeah, it, it was nice and it is nice and it. it it takes constant uh, awareness and cultivation, that love. It's not just automatic.
0: Yes, and, and I, I'm glad you mentioned yeah. that because that's such an important point. We would love to think that it's like, oh, I say I do and it's done. Oh, God, yes. Really? So <laughs> We're like, but we said I do. Remember <laughs> and, and, that time? And it's like, yeah, but it's a constant. Yeah, really cultivation is such a moment. great word for it because that's really what it is. <laughs> it's continually nurturing that that environment, that love. And there's going to be high roads and low roads and bumps in the road. And you're going to have to work through all of them if you want to keep Mm -hmm. that flourishing.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, and yes, it does take work, but I, I like the work that it takes because it makes me grow every time Mm. and I see results. uh, You know, when I, when I take on the work of relationship and loving and showing up and being present and, it, it, the, the result is so automatic, so right there when I pay, really
0: pay attention to that. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, Caroline, one of the things that our listeners love about the show is how generous our guests are with sharing their own personal stories in partnership. And I'd love to ask you to, to do the same and share with us. Well, let's start here. Let's start with the story of a time when things didn't go so well. You kind of tripped up in a partnership. And give us some insight into what you were doing, what did you trip up on, and then what did you learn from that experience that has now helped you move forward? Hmm, yeah. Um, I think it was at that pivotal time in
1: my life when I was uh, in t- moving towards the end of a third marriage, which was very hard for me to accept that I actually, for the third time, was not happy in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I think that i had I had believed that l- love was everything, and being in love with it was everything. And I didn't really have the tools to to work on the relationship to to create a lasting partnership. And so i I just would suddenly, and I did at that time, moved on from that marriage into a relationship with the person who I, was my teacher uh, around about tantra, the art of conscious loving And I thought well if I can't live it and learn it with the teacher of it, then um you know I, I haven't gone to the right place and and so I had to live with a certain amount of guilt in my heart that I had left partnerships and marriages um, quite suddenly in order to... Because I was so seeking the answers to, to a successful marriage and a successful partnership. I, I wanted to be successful at it. I didn't want to keep failing. And, um, and so I went into yet my f- fourth big marriage and partnership um, with the teacher of Slaughter, the art of conscious loving. And I must say that uh, it was a training ground for for what it does it really take? to keep a partnership and a relationship um really alive not just kind of alive or sort of alive but really alive and so we taught it together we god my god we interviewed and spoke with um hundreds if not thousands of couples who were in long relationships and had had uh met the challenges and we asked the questions and we got the answers and um you know, sex was a big part of the problem when it was a problem. And it was, of course, um, a fertile ground for happiness when it was going well. And then the other the other aspect of uh, partnership that we learned from these long-lasting couples was the value of communicating. Uh, it's, it's telling the truth at all times without blame or judgment. Just really being extremely and deeply and passionately honest with one another. And I practiced that and did that in that in that relationship with uh, Charles Muir. Uh, we really lived all of these rules and all of these practices of intimacy and passion and love and honesty. And I would say we were a great success. <laughs> And the only reason that we separated and finally divorced was because our, our life path individually turned out to be different. Hmm. And you, we had to honor that. And we told the truth without blame and judgment every step of the way. And we really didn't want to have to give up our marriage, but we did. Uh, in order to honor the individual needs of each other. And um, that has led. That has been the pivotal teaching for me, Ken. Of even if you promise forever and you want forever and you do everything with the partner, that will help it last forever. If there's an individual uh, dharma or path that is calling, we have to honor that first. Absolutely. You can't, can't. you know, throw aside your assignment from God, let's say, to be exactly who you are. So that's, uh, that's a lot in a little nutshell, um, but it really does uh, uh, it, it encapsulate the, the pivotal times uh, and relationships that taught me the most thank you thank you so much have i given you
0: yeah 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 it's it's fantastic i mean you're right it is a lot but i thank you for all of it and you know one of the things that that really stood out for me was your comment about always telling the truth and it's fascinating because you you described you know for you and charles it it was actually it it led to you going different directions because you realized your paths Mm -hmm. were not going the same direction And likewise, I've had people on the show who said they were about at the edge of divorce. They had nothing to lose. They finally got honest with each other and fell back in love. (laughs) Because they realized they had been hiding from each other all these things for so long that they weren't really in an honest relationship. But they had nothing to lose Mm -hmm. at this point. So they're just like laying it on the line. And they're both going, where's this been? This is grade. why, I mean, this is what I want to be a part of, is this true and honest relationship with each other. And yeah, are there going to be mm-hmm. fallouts? Absolutely. But when it's from that space, it totally changes the dynamic of the relationship. And, you know, you reminded me as, as you were sharing your story about you and Charles. Uh, I had a recent relationship this past year that, that ended, and it ended because of exactly what you're talking about. My partner came home one day and said, I realize there's something I've been lying to myself about for 14 years. Wow, And and what was that? Did that you, she you wanted there? to have a family. Uh-huh. That's a big one. And she had told herself when her earlier engagement ended, no, I realize that's not important. I'm going to build a business, yada, yada, yada. And she'd lived by that for 14 years. And she'd wow. done some work over a weekend and gotten clear about her needs and said, that's a lie. I won't feel complete oh, without having that experience. Yeah. And we yeah. had talked about you know, family a long time ago, and I always knew I wasn't drawn to that. And so, much like you, we realized that the only way to honor each other and truly love each other was to go our own paths.
1: Because Mm -hmm. to stay
0: in that relationship, either I would be asking her to compromise who she was, or she'd be asking me to compromise who I was. Exactly. Yeah. And what was fascinating about it is as we shared this with our friends that we were parting ways and what had transpired, we continually heard things like, oh, that's, that's so mature. That's so, like, that's yeah. so great. I'm like, what do you mean? That's like just being adults. <laughs> just saying the truth oh. and here's the deal and I love you enough to let you go your own path because that's more important than <clears throat> my agenda.
1: You, you said it. I mean, that is so true. And I'm sure that both of you have reaped the great benefits of that truth telling even though it was hard to
0: separate absolutely and and we're both dear friends and love each other but we know that that being in a direct relationship is not what our path is
1: and yeah exactly
0: it's fascinating because because of what we did and, and this process we're probably each other's biggest fans <laughs>
1: If I could, I could absolutely say that the same is true for Charles and I.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we, we, we—I really can relate to the story that you're telling because the story that I tell is so similar, and and in some ways we're more in love than ever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because we really did let, set each other free to be the truth that you are. Yeah even though we were so attached and we so wanted this to be forever, you know, uh, that, that living the, living, lo- the, the the, the fairy tale of love yeah. was, uh, actually uh, something we wanted more than even knowing the truth, but we had to know the truth and the truth set us free from the fairy tale. Hmm. So it sounds like you've had a very similar experience. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And you know, it's, well, it's, it's interesting because I'm reminded, um, so for those of you listening, I, I actually did some studying with Charles and Caroline when they were together. And mm-hmm. shortly thereafter, when the two of you had parted ways, I heard this through friends of mine who had done some other studying with you. And they're like, yeah, you know, they're not together anymore. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> they were devastated because <laughs> yeah, right. they were attached to the fairy tale. I know. Of, But they were this couple. and They were supposed to be like our leaders in this. And it's like, but who's to say <laughs> that's not?
1: yes that's true and we still are that's the wonderful thing yeah so those we we remember the reactions of those people very well uh whether was exactly those people or not but the disappointment that we uh could not uh and chose not to stay together for the sake of our work or for the sake of the illusion that we all have about love yes and that the illusion of love is really more honest than the fairy tale so uh isn't it great that that you can spread this information out uh in such a way that that more and more people can have permission yes to be in their most deeply honest self
0: and i love that you use that word permission because that's really what it is when we give ourselves Hmm. the space to go i have my idea of what this is supposed to look like but if it doesn't Give yourself permission to go. Okay, so it didn't look like that. Yeah, I can exactly. forgive myself that it didn't look like he didn't end up being exactly what I had this fairy tale version of, and I didn't end up being that fairy tale version either. And mm-hmm. that tells us something. I tried to something. be his.
1: I tried to be his. I tried to be his um, uh, vision of divine partnership, yeah. and he tried to be mine. And when we were trying to be each other's. We, that's where we found the most friction mm-hmm. and the most unhappiness and the most uh, struggle. And when we could really spread our wings and completely allow the beloved and the, the other to be all that they were, um, the, the ecstasy in the heart was unstoppable. Yeah,
0: <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, well, this is good stuff. Yeah. This is really well, good you. stuff, Ken. Thank you. So let's switch gears a little bit. We talked about kind of some pitfalls and, and trip ups that happen. What I'd love to mm-hmm. hear from you, Caroline, is a story of, you know, one of your proudest moments in partnership. Maybe it's romantic, but it could have been family, career, whatever. What's one of those times where you think of a partnership and you're like, "Oh man, that was just amazing."
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I can certainly, uh, I can certainly speak to that. Um, to be in partnership with someone who values connection even more than I thought I did. Mm. (laughs) And I love connection and I love romantic love and I love, um, you know, dancing in the aisles of the supermarket while you're doing the mundane act of buying groceries. (laughs) Um, But I actually, I actually learned so much being in partnership with a man who valued connection so much that he would instigate and create connections uh, when I didn't think we needed any, when I thought we were just fine, and I realized that every moment and every effort towards connecting throughout each day is what made the relationship stronger and stronger and stronger. Now, connecting can look a, a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to certainly doesn't have to be physical, doesn't have to be sexual. Uh, It can be over the phone. It can be it can be lots of different ways. But it's the it's the um, impetus to connect, to be in the love and in the connection with the other, Uh, through an embrace, through an eye gaze, through a breath. (laughs) It 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 adds up. It's it's like uh, adding up the 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 power of love each and every day through connection. And that is something that, that's the biggest takeaway that I bring now to this next relationship that I'm in uh, with someone who doesn't have, um, place a high value or didn't know how to place a high value, let's put it that way, on frequent connection. And so I came into this relationship with that, having learned it, in the last one, and I brought it to the present one. And now he's the one who's initiating connection um, even more than I think we need it once again. So it's really fantastic to, to to, to those takeaways and to pass them on to, to others and find out that they take them and run with them. And so the idea of connection spreads. It spreads in each new relationship and each new friendship. Um, so that's, that's my answer to your question.
0: <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. And, you know, I, I love that you brought up connection and the fact that, you know, obviously there's countless forms of connection. And I don't know about you, but one of the things i found is if we go back to the idea of the fairy tale, right? There's this fairy tale right. that your partner should just know what that form of connection is for you. Right. And that's a train wreck waiting to happen because (laughs) chances are their form of connection is not yours. And even if it is, there's Mm -hmm. going to be nuanced differences. So there's nothing that it doesn't ruin the fairy tale to educate your partner. I really love it when you come up and give me a kiss on my neck. Okay, Right. (laughs) Right. Right. It sets everybody up to win, right?
1: Everybody gets to win. It's not that difficult to give another. I mean, it's a, such a sweet gift, isn't mm. it? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm sure you don't mind kissing the neck of a beloved. <laughs> and she, uh, you know, she feels love, She feels valued. She feels gotten. And so it, it's a win-win for both of you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Caroline, we've actually got to a part of the show, we call this the Bring It All Home portion, and I'm going to ask you to share some simple, concrete guidance for our listeners that they can take with them today and, you know, apply to their partnerships right now. And one of the places I want to start is, I'm wondering what you feel is the best partnership or relationship advice that you've ever received?
1: That I've ever received? Um, In addition to the connection uh, piece, um, I look look back on a time when I asked my aunt and uncle who were in their 45th year of marriage and really happy, you know, what their secret was. And I I, I find that I still ask couples, what is the secret of your long-lasting relationship? And um, communication was the answer, that they just would talk about everything, that a day wouldn't go by, that they didn't have valuable communication time. And I, I really hear that, and I find that I, I need that. Uh, so I initiate it. I find ways to make my partner comfortable when he comes home from work and, and move into a period of, of communication about how the day has been, how you're feeling about your life right now or what your fears are and what your gratitudes are. And, uh, and, and just take that time in every day it doesn't have to take a long time, but it needs to be there, where you're, where you're really sharing with one another what's going on with you. Um, so that that's, um, yeah. I mean, it's we've heard it a thousand times, but do we do it? Exactly. Right? Do we make the time? Do we stop what we're doing and and sit in the, the communication chairs or the communication cuddle or you know the. Uh, the, the, the closeness that
0: reveals the authentic you. Yeah. I love that. And, and uh, there's so much, so much in what you just said. And part of it is the underlying aspects of having that communication is being honest and connection. So it's all yeah. these pieces and being, coming really together. Really being honest. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, really being honest, without, without, um, you know, making it uh, light, that without trying to cover up anything, where you really know inside yourself that you're telling the truth.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and you know, I love what you just said about you know communication chairs or whatever, because it reminded me in in my last partnership, we had this big chair that was kind of between the size of a, a, a you know. Just a single chair and a love seat. So it was like yes. this weird one and a half person person-sized chair. And we called it the yeah. truth chair. Oh my God. That's so sweet. And it would be like, I want to talk to you. Let's go to the truth chair. Yeah. And we just knew that that oh. was like this safe space to talk about whatever. And it was also like, don't come in here with your phone or whatever. It was like, okay, this is us connecting on whatever that topic mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And exactly. You know, sometimes they were lighthearted sometimes they were heavy (laughs) topics but it just organically one day we were like uh let's go to the truth chair and we realized that's what that space was for us and i think it can help when we have something that's clear and and defined that way so there's no question why you're there and the other person doesn't come in going oh i was busy with something they know that if i show up at the truth chair i got to be present
1: yeah very true very true. And I would add one thing to that, Yeah. And because you defined, you, you, you created a picture that was so perfect because it's not the couch where you're sitting individually on your little section of the couch. Mm-hmm. That, that's um, a recipe for disaster in yeah. communication, I think. I really think communication needs to include touch. Mm. And if you're in one large chair, or even we have two leather chairs with an ottoman in between them, mm-hmm. and we put our feet up on there and we entwine our feet together, you know, it's almost like we're holding hands. Or mm-hmm. but we're really comfortable in our chairs, and we love that. And um, and it's in the light. It's the closest to the windows. And mm. I always say, let's go to the light and have this conversation.
0: Nice. So.
1: Isn't that nice? So I think that we really have changed the picture for people. uh, of Find that place where you can be close enough to be touching that, you know, is designated as a place to communicate deeply. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that you mentioned the touch part because you just reminded me that sometimes we'd sit side by side, which there was no way not to touch in this chair. And other times we'd want to face each other and we'd sit on the arms of the chair, but our feet were always touching.
1: (laughs) It's perfect. Like there it was go. an
0: unspoken, like just part of the equation is we always knew that we didn't, we weren't trying to move away from each other. We actually wanted to just be looking at each other. So yeah, how do we not yeah. feel like we've separated? Oh, well, our feet just naturally <laughs> gravitate towards each other. Aww. So yeah, I, I love that because I, it does, it anchors that you're both there.
1: Yeah, it really does. Awesome. It really does. And I, I've had enough times in my life in these 55 years of relating and partnership where communication took place without touching Mm on, you know, each end of the couch or on opposite sides of the bed or or even in a car when you can't really be in (laughs) close contact. Yes. That can be dangerous, right? Horrible. Um, The car's
0: horrible. (laughs) We think it's like this safe place with no distractions, but it's so sterile.
1: And it's clearly so one person's
0: job. doing something, which is driving a car. So <laughs> they can't fully be present with you. They've got to operate this vehicle. Right.
1: No <laughs> you got to watch out for, you know, crazy drivers and, yeah. and everything else. So it's almost like being at the computer or having your phone or trying to have this conversation during the news being on. I mean, you just can't do it when you're that uh, distracted yeah. by, yeah, energy that is, does not feed um, the the importance of what's happening. Yeah. Boy, there's there's a book in this.
0: I mean, this is the book. Yeah. And and the thing is, I mean, it's not always fun. It's scary. Being in the truth chair was not always my highlight of my day. (laughs) No, I know. Right. (laughs) But at the same time, I was always glad it happened. Yeah. There's never a time where I'm like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. It was like, yeah, that had to be said. Sometimes it's difficult. Mm. But to me, that's mm. part of partnership.
1: Well, you you have a lot of qualities of a great partner. Um, okay. so I'm really happy you're doing a show like this. Thank you very much.
0: Well, let me ask you this, Carolyn, I know you're an author. You've got some books that you've written. In addition to what you've done, what's another book or resource you feel is like a really powerful resource for our listeners around partnership?
1: Around mm, partnership, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Other than <laughs> the art of conscious loving, yeah. uh, I would say for me, um, Marianne Williamson's books have uh, have really spoken directly to my heart. Um, wish I could zero out which one, but the, you know she's done several many books on lo- love and partnership, yeah. and uh, there's so many great great truths in her books about um love and partnership and um so I, I she's the one that comes to
0: mind right away wonderful wonderful yeah a lot of lot of tremendous books there for sure
1: mm-hmm. and i know that i could think of others but uh just being impromptu and not looking at the bookshelf and getting <laughs> reminders <laughs> she, she's the one that comes to me but oh my god there's there's just so much beautiful stuff written yeah. From the from the poets to the novelists, you know about about the uh, the the pitfalls, but not just the pitfalls. About the the ecstatic reward of great and deep love.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I'm so happy you said that because it actually leads into my final question.
1: (laughs) Great. (laughs) Perfectly done, Caroline. That was wonderful. I didn't even, was even looking at the sheet.
0: <laughs> so what I'd love to leave our listeners with is an example of what I call a payoff of partnership. So if you would be so kind as to share a specific example of something you were able to do or create or experience that would not have happened on your own, it required partnership to come to life. Oh yeah,
1: definitely, I can, I can speak to that. Um, well, I would say this partnership and the last one, both have, have been a launch pad for me as a As an individual and as a woman, uh, to expand into the uh, more of the greatness that uh, that is inherent within me that I didn't know was there, um, the uh, seeing me bigger than I could see myself, both the relationship I'm in right now and the last one with Charles, both of those have completed and um, are still completing um, the opening of knowing myself and the confidence in myself that I can do whatever I can imagine doing with my life or being as a human being. And so I see them both as uh, what they have given me is, the the foundation and the strength um, of having someone in my life who I so can trust and so can talk to and so can um, feel nourished by, that I can spread my wings, and have spread my wings far grander than anything I could have ever imagined. And I tell you honestly, at 73, I think it's just beginning. I think mm. my wings are expanding ever more and here's art due as we we don't look at aging as much as we look at the potential still of our lives and we, we share that with each other on a daily basis um, you know, what have you learned today that, that will make your life more exciting and bigger than it's ever been And that's something that we, it's it's a constant spiraling up towards a greater and greater opportunity and light uh, that we offer to one another. Well, I'll be here. I'll be here. I'll be the wind under your sails Mm -hmm. while I'm sailing mine as well, (laughs) you
0: know. Yeah, I'm so Uh, glad you shared that. Thank you. Because so oftentimes I hear this, and I'm assuming you do as well, where I'll hear from women who are like, they feel like they're going to disappear in the relationship. And oh God, yeah. when I speak to people <clears> in <true throat> partnership, exactly what you described happens. They're like, he sees me even bigger than I see me. Right, right. And he sees stuff. He's like, do you understand what you've got here? And he's like the biggest fan ever and supporting and, and bringing more of you out. And that's true partnership. It's not mm-hmm. one or the other, it's that both of you are blooming into your most fullest expression. Exactly, And and for that to happen, we have to get our needs met, which means we have to communicate, we have to be honest, and we have to be in partnership, which means partnership by definition means you're not doing the easiest thing you could have done in that moment.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right.
0: Because partnership includes somebody else. The easiest thing is just whatever matters to you and you don't care about anybody else. That's easy. Right, right. But that's not partnership and never will be. Yeah. So no. it's that partnership and a big responsibility.
1: Isn't it? Exactly.
0: It's that true merging of going, you've got your journey. I've got my journey. We support each other in what those journeys are. And we both blossom into our fullest expression.
1: Oh, God. I mean, if, if that isn't divine, I don't know
0: what is. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Well, Carolyn, mm. I wish we could talk for the next three days, but that's not going <laughs> to work. So. Do me a favor. Would you let our listeners know how they can contact you, how they can learn more about what you do?
1: Absolutely. I I think as much as I have been able to present myself on my website, it's a a very important piece of real estate that we all have access to. And it's uh, divine-feminine.com. I also know that if you just uh, Google Caroline Muir, you'll get to divine-feminine.com. And um, uh, pretty much what I stand for and the work I do privately and with couples, with women, and the group work um, that is always somewhere in my future uh, will be listed there. Also, the people that I've trained, the practitioners that I've trained, and you know my core beliefs about love, sex, and relationships. Are uh, as, as visible on the website as I can get them. And in, a course of course, in my books, Tantra, The Art of Conscious Loving, as well as my memoir, Tantra Goddess, a memoir of sexual awakening.
0: Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah. once again, I can totally stand in complete integrity saying her work is amazing. I've had experience with this it's it's mind-blowing and it will change your life so if you have any interest at all definitely explore that caroline this has been so much fun i have so enjoyed your (laughs) stories and your insights and thank you so much for being on the show today
1: truly my pleasure ken thank you for inviting me we'll do it again absolutely okay (laughs) have a great rest of your program and rest of your day
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.